Welcome to Householders, a conversation about American life as Zen practice. I'm Inga Annie Wade. And I'm Kyosaku John Mitchell, and we're lay members of the Atlanta Soto Zen Center. So something I've noticed and a lot of people have noticed really is that there is there are not a lot of women in Zen comparatively to maybe some other types of Buddhism like hmm. Shambhala. If you go to the Shambhala centers here in Atlanta, there are a ton of women there. And it's just something that I have talked about with people at the Zendo as to why there's not so many women there. And I never really had like a straightforward answer. And I asked Sensei before and he was like, well, he basically sort of put me in charge of an initiative to bring the women together and, you know, come up with solutions. And I sat down with uh, four other women and we talked about it over lunch. And then I started to realize that the problem was much bigger than what I was willing to put into it Mm. at the time because I had just started my master's degree program and I just don't, didn't think I was ready to put forth the effort that was needed to kind of tackle this problem. Some of the reasons I think that it doesn't draw as many women in is partly because there's already a lot of men there. You know, women might come see a whole bunch of men and maybe feel like, oh, maybe a little uncomfortable with that situation. I don't know. If you were at a practice of some sort and it was mostly women. I don't know if that would make you feel uncomfortable, but for some men, it might. I'd be stoked, honestly. <laughs> Actually, for you, I kind of thought that was that was the case. Like, <laughs> well, that's good to hear. At the Zendo, though, you know, I, I guess it it can be kind of overwhelming to like be in a room with a bunch of men. Sure, it's a completely different dynamic than the other way around. Yeah, but I think that's just something that's perpetuating the problem. I don't think that is the problem. Yeah. It had to get that way in the first place somehow, right? Exactly. So I think my theory is that part of it is that it's sort of in some form a masculine practice Mm. or like it has masculine properties to it. Of course, this is when I get into gender roles and stereotypes that might, of course, not hold true for a lot of men and women and that's where it gets tricky maybe that's where I've not maybe wanted to talk about it as much because you're kind of making these assumptions about gender in the first place to make these arguments mm-hmm. but I think some of them you know the, the stereotypes are true in a you know physiological way sometimes or a you know that we might be emotionally different based on how we were raised and maybe maybe in some scientific way. I don't know. Um, I'm not a scientist, so I don't know exactly what everything is that makes us who we are, what how the genders are different. But the reason I think that Zen is masculine is because it has almost this militaristic uh, essence to it. Mm-hmm. You were talking at one point about... Sawaki Roshi? Uh, there you go. Thank yeah. you. And you're saying like, well, like his... 
his sessions and everything is just you would be meditating for like 22 hours a day yeah and that really gives me a very militaristic <laughs> vibe to it and and honestly i don't know why i find that so attractive like i would be utterly miserable after nine hours of the first day of that retreat i mean absolutely i would be too but beyond that it's it's just that i think that at least in this society and i'm sure in many others men kind of have this sort of like uh you know just just suck it up and endure it kind of sure. like attitude that absolutely women don't have you know like when we're in pain we kind of talk about it with each other say hmm. yeah you know that sucks like we're empathetic with each other <laughs> mm-hmm. and i kind of feel like maybe that kind of rhetoric is not as open in zen because you're supposed to sit down and kind of endure the things that you are uh feeling at that time and just mm-hmm. kind of take it in yourself and figure it out how to how to deal with that i haven't been able to like or i haven't wanted to uh meditate for 22 hours at a time or whatever you know <laughs> like, yeah. it's not even like in my uh my drive of something I want to do. You and I are probably like equally capable of doing that, which is to say like not at all capable of it. But for some <laughs> reason I want to and you don't. Yeah. I want to be able to and you don't care to be able to. Exactly. So it might just not be appealing to some women. Now, <laughs> personally, I never really bought into the gender roles, but of course I do think that they have effect on how people like treat us and how we're perceived mm-hmm. in a society. So, you know, personally, I never considered myself like full woman. I, I always felt mm-hmm. like I was just as much man as I was woman, although people don't see me that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they treat me like a woman. I guess I consider myself non-binary, but I don't go, I just go by uh, she pronouns because I Mm. just look so much like a woman and I just, so I just like, that's just going to be easier for me Mm. (laughs) if I just go by that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that is to say, I'm only bringing that up because, you know, I I wasn't maybe as intimidated as some women possibly might be. Uh, I grew up with three brothers. I had two sisters too. They were already grown up in college. So most of my interactions were with three boys for most of my life. And I just thought that I was one of them. I didn't know what the difference was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so from a young age, I'm like, no, I think I'm, I think I'm just like these people. Mm-hmm. I didn't really have a lot of female role models to go by. So that's, that's my theory. Do you think that has to do with why Zen practice is appealing to you? Like, is, is there a gendered quality to the practice for you that is appealing to you? I can tell you that like, like I said, Shambhala, there was a lot more women in it, mm-hmm. and I felt less comfortable. <laughs> because of that dynamic? Yeah. Interesting. Well, I think just the the way that they were, again, like, this might have to do with the practice in general and everything, mm-hmm. but there there were women ahead of it, and I, I felt like I felt like they were a little bit too emotionally involved with me before I wanted to mm-hmm. yeah like they ask more questions and stuff and it's like I kind of want to like sneak around for a little bit first uh-huh. before uh-huh. people notice me and then decide if I want to stay sure and, <laughs> and then, I'll, then I'll start like opening up but I got to make that decision first and I feel like there was a little bit more like getting to know people and uh opening up i don't know if that really makes any sense though so i have to probably think about that a little bit more 
it makes sense to me that that would be like that you could find that uncomfortable if that isn't the full explanation of what it was you know that's that's interesting Uh, yeah because i'm not sure if it was just a gender thing but i Mm -hmm. that i do know that they had more a lot more women in there but yeah i'm just i'm still interested in this in, in why zen feels comfortable to you well i mean i i understand why like you've explained why in all kinds of ways both from just a practice perspective and also in your way of describing sort of how your relationship to the gender dynamic is not it's not really like a conflict have you had gendered encounters with people in zen that made you uncomfortable personally i mean absolutely i'm i'm coming to zen you know i'm a married woman we don't have an open relationship um, <laughs> I'm coming into this community to find, you know, friends and like-minded individuals to have this sort of spiritual connection with, and you know, a platonic spiritual connection with. Yeah. I think that's possible, uh, but <laughs> one one would hope that spiritual connections aren't like inherently romantic in some way. But it doesn't. It just. It does seem like that. You know, you have to be careful as a woman. Uh, with your with your male relationships uh, because I think that you know again I'm making these stereotypes I I apologize to men who are not like this John you're not like this (laughs) I'm not offended Um, (laughs) but you know I think a lot of times when you start having um, a relationship with a man even if it's if it starts off very platonic once they they start getting to know you on a, a deeper emotional level they might start developing feelings i think in some ways since men maybe aren't uh taught from a young age to open up to people when they do especially if it's a woman they might be like oh this is nice oh my god feelings (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. that's real (laughs) again but when we were you know first getting to know each other I told mm-hmm. you right away. I'm like, okay, I feel comfortable with this relationship. I don't feel like you're going to just be like all of a sudden get all lovey-dovey and I'll be like, where did this come from? So that was really important for our working relationship as well. I was surprised at how, well, I was surprised on a, on multiple levels about by that interaction, all of them positive. But uh, this was the first time we'd ever spent time together in person. It wasn't the first time we'd met ever, but it was the second time and we were by ourselves. And... I was, I think I told you this at the time, I was sort of nervous about hanging out with you, anticipating that kind of dynamic, like, a- as a problem, you know? Like, mm-hmm. like what, what, wondering whether you were going to feel uncomfortable hanging out with me, just knowing how the world is you know like and having been in that situation like i said i hang out with women a lot and people have been on their guard with me in ways that they've talked to me about in ways that they haven't talked to me about uh in so many times that i've like learned to be uh cautious about that dynamic and i was not I was prepared for us to have to take a while to kind of get around to understanding that we were going to be cool on that level. I mean, obviously it wasn't, I wasn't going to be weird in any way, but like what what I mean is I'm used to it taking some time to get to the point where you can have that 
you can clear the air about that. Right. And so on one level, when you did, I was very grateful to you that we like got that out of the way and that you were comfortable enough with me to do that in the first place. But also on another level, I thought to myself, this must be a dynamic with, and you said it, but like there must be, there must be a, a reason why this had to come up in our first conversation. This isn't just like something new to the Zendo. It's just my relationship with men in general. Like you, I feel like I have to be careful. And and I think part of it is because of my personality too, mm. uh, because I am not really like acquaintances. Like I don't really like feel like mm. I'm really friends with people that I don't know very well. Mm-hmm. So like I like to pick like just certain people um to be friends with and then i'm like okay like i'm going to open up i don't mind opening up to people i just kind of like pick that that person they're like okay we're gonna be friends we can talk about anything we're cool Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. but that could mean different things for other people sure when to me that just means like we're good friends like you know sure we're cool (laughs) It, it happens that i'm the same way and that is why i think we fell into this kind of deep conversation so naturally and we were already planning when we had when we when we hung out that day to do a podcast together we had already sort of had this pretext with each other of like we're gonna talk about deep stuff one-on-one together and i was prepared to do that from before you even got there but you know maybe that wasn't maybe maybe you had no way of knowing that that was going to be sort of my way of operating when you got there uh and you you so it seems to me like you came prepared to sort of set boundaries and what i what i i think there's a question in this for me it's like because because this was the this was another level on which it took me by surprise and again it was like surprising in a good way because i thought that you were very open and like caring about trust and 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 having a, a a relationship not based on any kind of deception or hidden information of any kind from the very first time we hung out but like how much of what was going through your mind when we went when you went to hang out with me for the first time was about zen dynamics and how much of it was just like the way of the world it it's not like when you walk into the zendo they're all men your age and sort of who look like you and who have similar histories to you there's a pretty wide range of people with a pretty an age i would say is probably the most uh varied variable with people in our community but there are it is it's pretty diverse in a lot of ways um i i wonder whether that feels different to you like do you do you do you feel like there is a gender dynamic in like the intergenerational aspect I feel, I feel like the the um the men the older men in zen are like a lot more progressive than just the average older man uh, even if they don't necessarily understand all the gender dynamics i feel like they really do try their best not to like you know treat me differently because i'm a woman not in that way, at least. I don't think that, like, just because they're older, they're, like, their generations is like, oh, women need to be in the kitchen. So, you know. Uh, <laughs> right, right. Um, <laughs> and then there's also just the element of, like, these are the people who went and did Zen right. in the 60s, 70s, 80s, inst- instead of, you know, working on Wall Street or whatever. So they were probably progressive back then as well. Yeah, I usually feel pretty comfortable around them. 
I, I think the thing I'm interested in is like whether whether we have any perspective on the, if this is changing in Zen, if our generation has new qualities as far as this goes. Because I mean, I feel like I have heard people say, and this is probably a topic for a guest uh, that I don't know who it would be off the top of my head, but like somebody who was around should probably tell us about what it was like in the 60s, 70s, 80s, in the sort of first wave of enthusiasm for Zen, let's say in America, uh, where, because there's there's photos, you look at the photos and it's like Mm -hmm. men and women wearing the same thing. All of them had their heads shaved, you know, like I'm sure there was a sort of overt kind of egalitarianism to it where the men and the women don't really have different roles certainly in like a monastic sense and yet you hear stories about just the kinds of sexual harassment and things that will really happen in any community but there's there's also the weird you throw in the weird spiritual experiences and the power dynamics of people who are very highly spiritually awakened or you know have very deep insights into human nature and the ways that that can go sideways and turn into manipulative behavior you know zen is hardly exempt from the history of you know sexual violence in american buddhism and while it may not have the most headlines of any kind of buddhist practice as far as that goes there are certainly some names there are certainly some disgraced teachers who have gone down and you know i don't I don't think there's any reason to suspect that Zen is any different from any other community in a society like ours that hasn't really worked out all of its freaky issues underneath the surface. So I feel like the same kinds of hopes for change in our society, as far as this stuff goes, gender, sexuality, disability, uh, gender identity, gender expression. Well, sure. Like let's like all all of the, all of the ways in which our generation seeks to sort of change the power dynamics of our society. Clearly that all applies to us who are in, who are becoming Zen lifelong Zen practitioners to, uh, to, to this community as well. But but I, I it kind of sounds like there are obstacles that you can see to that kind of thinking setting in in Zen. I think I think there's more qualities of why Zen is like this that we should point at. Like you've you talked about the militaristic stuff um, and this sort of like like grit your teeth and deal with it attitude towards the 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 physical aspect of the practice, which of course is ableist and uh, also I mean and you know what's interesting is I actually was talking to somebody recently about how zen practice like actual zazen practice uh is missing this whole lineage taoist lineage of different ways of breathing and different points of concentration for men and for male and female bodies that like actually this sort of hara breathing that we do in japanese zen is a practice for men for people with male bodies yeah according to the sort the ancient chinese practices that it's based on and there are different points to concentrate i mean there's still sitting meditation for women and Taoism. Mm-hmm. it's just that like the breathing is different there's a different thing to do so it's possible that and i don't you know claim to be any kind of expert in how you know the how the chi moves through our bodies <laughs> or anything like that uh certainly how it moves through a female body i wouldn't know the first thing about but it, it would it makes sense to me that there would be a a different 
response in the body for a different body with different organs and different, you know, configurations. Yeah. I mean, like when you think about just like how you sit on a cushion, like, you know, we, our pelvises are kind of different. Like women's usually have like wider pelvises and everything probably tilts a little differently. But even the, even the breathing part is supposedly very different. And it just, it makes sense to me. And also, and like people are trying to reclaim this. People are trying to sort of bring that, uh, like difference back into the way that the instructions are given. And I feel like that that really might change how it feels. And I think that's kind of what our generation has to start thinking about and incrementally uh, changing because we have so many different types of people in Zen now. I mean, I mean, especially like when you get into uh, disability and old age and that sort of thing, like, I don't think that like, even if even if a, an older person with knee problems and like hip problems can sit that long, maybe they shouldn't, maybe they need, to, maybe they need to be in a chair. And while that is not frowned upon, I, I think sometimes with this mind, this militaristic mindset, it feels like it's a lesser form of meditation if you sit in a chair. And you, you said that you've done that in the Zendo before, right? Oh Yeah. I don't care because I want to be an activist for it and be like, if you need to sit in the chair, you should sit in the chair. And I think, you know, if you lay down, I think people should be able to lay down. I mean, I guess there's the problem of being able to fall asleep easier, but our bodies are not built the same, you know, uh, not just as men and women, but just everybody between person and person. Again, like we've talked about my disabilities with my knees and my hip and my ankles and um, sitting cross-legged for long periods of time really does hurt, but I'm not the only one, <laughs> you know, so a lot of people have had like hip replacements and knee replacements and, um, you know, this, this position is, is very, uh, it can be very painful for a lot of people. Hmm. I think this is really a cool place to have ended up in this conversation, actually, because it's kind of full circle talking about the sort of militarism of Zen again. But I think that what, what the, I mean, militaristic is a great way of describing it, but I think another way of looking at it is, is, is just that Zen practice is very uniform. It's all about, di- the, I mean, the, and there's there's such overt in the in the teachings, such like explicit exhortations not to be different, not to stand out. Mm-hmm. And, and so we all wear black so that we don't stand out and we all shave our heads so we don't stand out. And we all sit in exactly the same position and s- chant the same words and, follow each other in a straight line when we're walking and sit in a straight line not looking at each other and seeing how different we look uh you know when we when we're sitting and i think the the way that that becomes a gendered thing very quickly is that it enforces a default right and if the Mm -hmm. default is the male body doing this practice in a masculine way it expects everybody else to conform to that and the the, the importance of accommodating more people who want to do Zen practice is not, it's not just a representation thing, right? It's not just like about numbers, even numbers of men and women, or even numbers of, numbers of, uh, you know, dispro- like, you know, proportionally representative of every population in the country uh, mm-hmm. or anything like that. It's not about that. It's about the ability for anyone to, who wants to do this practice to do it physically. And it yeah. has to accommodate different 
bodies with different stories and different needs in order for that to be the case, because not everybody can sit like this. There's always going to be this pushback with like the authenticity of, mm -hmm, mm. of Zen and how other Zen communities, because the Westerners, I feel like, are always trying to change things a little bit from <laughs> yeah. the traditions and how far can we go and still be recognized mm -hmm. as a Soto Zen lineage. Yeah, and, and, and that's an issue. And I think certain strains of contemporary strains of American Zen are very concerned about that issue. I've always felt like our strain is somewhat less concerned with that issue. Fortunately, since they kind of backpedaled a little bit and, and made sure, you know, they had all their, their ducks in a row uh, yeah. when they, when they sort of formed this order um, so that we could be recognized. But like, now that we have that, I feel like we do have some leeway to, to practice our way and the thing is you can't argue with a bunch of people like a very large diverse happy community of people doing zazen together like there's no no one no matter how fancy their title or their posting as a zen priest is gonna prefer like seven guys sitting in a line together to like a room full of people who all look different practicing zen you know, mm -hmm. it, it's it's there is a more the merrier quality to Buddhism. It's about, you know, sharing the Dharma with everyone. And the I mean, it's kind of just the concept of skillful means. If you press any religious Zen person to explain what the teachings are, they would have to admit that the, the teachings are the right practice for the right person so that everyone can become awakened and you know, that's what, what that looks like in our society, I think, is a practice that is inclusive of anyone who wants to do it and makes accommodation so that we all feel like a sangha together when we practice, no matter what shape our body's in. Yeah, absolutely. It's just, a, it's a very complex issue and it's going to take a lot of different kinds of people and a lot of different kinds of minds thinking about what the problems are and what the solutions are. Uh, because when you only have a certain type of people, they're not going to see these problems to begin with. So it's like a chicken and the egg thing. It's like, sure, maybe when more women are here, that there's going to be more women joining. Uh, but, you know, we still we still have to cultivate the practice to make them welcome in the first place. Uh, and it's it's not, you know, it's not just the sitting. I think a lot of people enjoy the sitting and maybe it's not a problem, especially for younger women to do it but um you know there's there's 70 year old priestesses and they come to the zendo and they have to you know share a bathroom with a 30 year old man or something like that even just simple things like that can be a problem uh where you wouldn't really think about it because maybe a 70 year old man sharing a bathroom with a 30 year old man isn't a problem it happens all the time <laughs> yeah it's it's like there's especially when you have older people they're going to have different gender ideals and stuff like that too so it's like i mean the fact that there are like older women priestesses that's really cool i again i do wonder kind of like what it was like when they were younger and uh going through training and or you know they because i know that some of them have been here for like a long long time with this practice and i know that they've seen the the, the problems 
and they've probably just changed over time. I'm sure they've they've gotten better, but there's still just a lot of things that are going to take a lot of discussion and a lot of work to get to the place where they're better. And originally when I was approached to be like, you could be the leader of the women's group. And I was thinking, yeah, it'd be cool to just come together and talk about women in Zen and talk about like, you know, this kind of thing. Uh, but it's just, it's just a lot more complex. And one day I think it'd be nice to return to that and try to come back and talk about these issues again and bring all the women together. Uh, but it is a bigger problem than, <laughs> than, you know, this, what we're talking about. There's so many small details and so many like things I wouldn't even think about. Um, it can be a it can be a little daunting, but you know I'm I guess I'm willing to stick with the community long enough to try and work it out. Householders is a production of the Atlanta Soto Zen Center in Atlanta, Georgia, and the Silent Thunder Order. Find us on the web at aszc.org. Our sangha depends on your support. You can donate by PayPal to donate at storder.org. Gasho.